Hi everybody, welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your body transformation coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. Today I want to talk about disclosure and whether you should have full disclosure in some instances or partial disclosure or you just don't say anything at all. The context of this is uh, my daughter. So I'm just returning from hospital right now from seeing her. Uh, She's in hospital this time for I don't know how long. Um, If you're a first-time listener, uh, then uh, my daughter has uh, an ongoing uh, life-threatening illness. She has a terminal illness, basically. And uh, this time... Uh, don't know how long she's going to be in for. They're using some experimental drugs, etc., to try and... Uh, so the drugs aren't experimental. The way that they're being used to treat her is experimental and indeterminate as to how long she'll be, be in there for. Now, there are a number of triggers for her when she knows certain information, etc., so we need to be careful about what it is that, that she knows. However, I do believe that because she's been in in and out of hospital over the last two years, over 40 times, and spent probably 95% of her her whole year this year uh, institutionalised in hospital. Uh, my belief is that as much information as possible should be given to her so she understands uh, why, why things are happening the way that they are, uh, because... She's 15 years old, and sometimes as a parent, you've got to say, well, no, even though you don't want to have this done, it needs to be done because we're trying to save your life. Um, I, I, as I was coming up in the lift, I heard a little boy, um, he was being carried, so he was like just a toddler, but he could talk. Um, uh, going to a different part of the hospital, and I don't know whether he was a cancer, a cancer little boy or, you know, something, but he had to come in for some treatment today. And uh, he was excited about getting on the lift and, you know, you know, have the lift speak to you. And we got to the fourth floor and, and the lift lady voice says, level four. And he's like, oh, this is our, this is the level that we want to go to. And he's walking closer to the door and his parents are saying, oh, we're going in here for your treatment today. And he went from happy to, I don't want to go. I don't want to go in here. Because obviously the treatment is, is painful. It's time consuming and stuff for him. And poor little kid. And my, my daughter, uh, today she was asking a few questions. And I said, to, you know, in a, that split second, I thought, well, you know, her mum's told her one story, which isn't the truth. Um then I'm thinking, well, you know, if you start a lie, if you like, and, you know, I say a lie, but, you know, not telling the whole truth to, in one person's mind, trying to protect the child from something, um, in that that split moment, I've said, well, there's no, a lie can become really complicated. (laughs) You know, you, you say one thing and then someone says something else, and because you don't know what the other person said, you're not in the room at the same time. Before you know it, it's turning into something that's so convoluted 
and is more removed from the truth that there's holes in the lie now and then it just becomes unbelievable. So I said to her, look, I said, look, this is, this is what happened. And I explained to her that we met with, you know, this particular doctor, the head of the hospital. And I said, he had an agenda uh, at the end of, at the meeting, which I kind of knew he had an agenda, but he didn't tell us uh, what it was till the end of the meeting. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's why he wanted to meet. And um, I said, then he, he asked us about using this particular uh, drug, this, this treatment. And I, I said, uh, I agreed to it. And he said, oh, so mum was, she said, oh, so mum was lying. And I'm like, well, I don't know what mum has said to you. Uh, but I said, this is, this is what happened. And this is the way that it happened. And I said, look, I've, I've had probably four, four different meetings with the doctors to discuss uh, you know what's going on right now, and I said it's it's oh, sorry it's more than that, but I said it's I think I said it's changed four or five times the treatment order. I said that we're going to send you to intensive care, and then intensive care said no, we don't think you've exhausted everything uh, back back here in terms of your treatment on the normal ward. So we want you to do this uh, first, and so it came back, and then you know they, I had a phone call from this doctor saying that they were going to do this, and I said but why? Why are you going to do that? Because that will result in this. And I said, well, you know, I've been asked to come down or whatever. I said, well, can you just check? Because I don't think that's going to give you the outcome that you want. And then I had a phone call from the doctor apologising that that person was a little little bit overzealous and whatever. They had best intentions. But, you know, we hadn't decided to do that yet. And then now it's changed again. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Um, So I told her that you know, all the different pieces so that she can, she can understand. Um, because I believe that certainly in the context of the information that I've given her, that she needs to have the full transparency. Because it was all leading to uh, whether she could go to Queensland on holiday with her mum and her sister. Now, that's in 18 days' time when they were to part. And she said, do you think I'll go? And I said, look, it doesn't look like it, but I said, I don't know. Because I said, it depends how you respond to this medication. I said, if you respond positively, then you've got 18 days to turn things around. And I just explained, this is when the medication is going to be given. And it's going to be six times over this two weeks, every two days. I said, then that gives you a week to see how you respond after that. So I said, you still have time. I said, big part of this is up to you. So... It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, but anyway, I gave, her, I gave her all the information. I said, that's all I know. I said, how long will I be in here? I said, I don't know. I said, it's outside my control. I said, I don't have any say over that, that part of it. So I guess, using that as the, the background of uh, whether to provide full disclosure or not, there are situations... Uh, in business, there are other situations in your life where it's like, well, should I be making a full disclosure? Um, I would say, use this as a guide. Think about your values and beliefs and hopefully you're, you've got good, strong morals and ethics. I would always err on the side of providing full disclosure unless it was going to cause unnecessary harm 
to the person. So, um, I guess it depends on the scenario. In this particular scenario, my feeling was that she needs to know the full information because she processes things over time and if she's now got that information, it's like planting seeds and then she can make the decision as to how she's going to process that information, whether she's going to respond positively to it and say, okay, well, I've got to step up here uh, in order for me to to go to Queensland or not. So I'm driving home to pick up my other daughter from her mum's place now, so I'll give her mum the backstory of what I've told her uh, so that she can then follow through consistently so that there is still a chance that she can think that, well, yes, she can still uh, potentially go to uh, Queensland on the holiday. Uh, now, the reality is, I don't, based on how, she's been, how her health has been going, I just don't think it's going to be safe for her to go. However, stranger things have happened, and if she can turn things around, then it's possible. It's not impossible. It's definitely possible. It's just that she doesn't have a strong track record of proving that it's going to be possible. Um, so there's an element of how the medication works for her, for, for her, how she responds to that, and uh, whether it's important enough for her to want to go to Queensland and uh, you know make some of those changes. So you know it's a it's a tricky one whether you whether you do it or not. But like I say, I, I would always err on the side of well, I want to tell the complete truth. I want to give somebody all the information. And you know when I'm working with my clients now, I I don't sugarcoat uh, too much. I say uh, you know based on where you are right now, this is the result that you're going to get. I had an interesting conversation yesterday with someone in my networking group and uh, I think it's one of those things wherever somebody is not feeling like they're or knowing that they're not in their best shape, if you like physically and you know uh, they're, they're not the most energetic and whatever, I think they feel obligated to justify why they are where they are when they meet with me because of obviously of what I do. Now I don't meet with people and think, oh wow, you're not this, you're not that. Uh, that's just not my style. I'm meeting the individual. And they could look however they look. Man, woman, colour, whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter uh, to me. I'm having a conversation with the, the human being. And this particular guy, I've met with him three times uh, this year. And each time he does the same thing. And comes up with these excuses. And he said to me, oh yeah, I've got these excuses about why I'm doing this. I didn't even ask him the question. It's just like he just feel like he wanted to vomit all over me with uh, this information. And I said, oh, that's really interesting. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, let's drill into this uh, a little bit and just have some fun with him and see, you know, where things are at. And I said, so what do you think it's going to take you to make the change then? And he said, oh, probably a heart attack. I said, okay, as in like you're on the floor right now and I'm going to get the defib and call the ambulance and whatever. And he said, oh, well, you know, no, I feel okay on that. No, I'm saying, you know, like if you're, if you're there right now on the floor, I'm calling an ambulance and you're, you're having a heart attack, is that the moment where you're going to say, okay, I'm going to make the change? He said, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, no, it won't be. 
I said, okay then, so let's dial it back a bit. Let's just say that I'm a doctor now, you've had all the tests, and they tell you that you have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, high risk of type 2 diabetes, you've got a a bigger waistline than you should have, you've got a a high risk of having dementia, um, heart disease, heart attack, is that enough? And he proceeded to tell me the medication that he's on because he does have uh, some of those things. And I'm like, right, so that's obviously not enough for you. And he said, no. And I said, that's interesting, isn't it? And then he was telling me about some of his, uh, I'm going to be blunt and say his lame excuses. He said, oh, you know, I know these are excuses, but, you know, I put, um, you know, it's not my business. He works for for the business. He said, uh, yeah, but, you know, I... It's their money, and that puts pressure on me. And uh, you know, my wife works really long, long days. She works seven days a week, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm like, all I'm hearing is these such lame excuses. And he said, Oh, you know, when I get home at night, and uh, you know, I'm I need to spend time with my wife, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, you know, he's providing uh, an enormous amount of excuses. He said, I know these are excuses. I'm like, yeah, that's what he's saying. All you're giving me is excuses. I said, all I'm hearing is excuses. And he said, oh, you know, I'm tired at night and whatever. I said, what time do you get up? He said, oh, he said, oh I need my sleep and blah, blah. I need my eight hours sleep or whatever. I said, okay, what time do you get up? And I think he said 7, 7.30, something like that. I said, why don't you get up at 6? Oh, well, I need, you know, I need my sleep and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's just an excuse. I said, the, the problem here is that you don't have something bigger to attract you to changing from where you are right now. Like he's eating, he knows he's eating rubbish food, he's not doing any exercise, he's complaining about uh, sore back, um, the things that he used to love doing but now he can't do them and they used to do things at work but now, you know, that doesn't work. I said, why, I said, why don't you just get up an hour earlier? I said, let's face it, you, you could get up at four o'clock if you wanted to, to do this exercise, oh, I need my sleep and blah, 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 I need this, I need that. So, okay, get up at five. Oh, no, that would be too late. Get up at six. Oh, well, you know, get up at 6.30. That gives you half an hour. Get up half an hour early, go for a walk, start there. Start making some different food choices. He said, oh, it's just so easy. You know, the, um, he works next to a service station. It's like, oh, I just go in there and get some lunch and slays. You're just not motivated to, to do it. Your, your excuses are, are bigger than, uh, you know, your reason to want to succeed. And here's the way that I think about that. If you don't even care enough about your own body and health to sustain your life, he's talking about how much time he wants to spend with his wife and how important that is. And I said to him, I said, if you keep going the way you are, you'll be dead and your wife will by herself, so none of that's going to matter. So you've got to find something that motivates you to change now. He said, yeah, 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 I know. It's like, okay, I met you back in March. We're now in uh, November and you've done nothing. You're still telling me the same excuses. And I, I look at people like that and... You know, they might say that you know they're super driven in their job and they're super focused here, etc., etc. I've never found any person on this planet 
that is absolutely wired in, performing their absolute best in their career, business, whatever, and sucking in their health and fitness. The two go hand in hand. So if you suck at health and fitness, chances are you might say to yourself that you're doing great and tell others that you're doing great, but the reality is you probably suck in what it is that you're doing as a job as well. You You are not reaching your full potential. And how do I know that? Because I've seen it through hundreds and hundreds of clients. I've seen it and felt it through my own body. And I know when I don't have these things wired in that I'm not energized. And if I'm not energized, anything I do focus on, I'm not completely focused. I don't give it all the energy. Well, sorry, I give it all the energy that maybe I have in that moment, but I don't know what that extra energy feels like. So I'm not giving the focus, I'm not giving the extra, getting the extra results that I know are possible from me because I don't have the energy. So they go hand in hand. If you feel like, um, I'm going to use blunt language, but if you feel like a fat slob, you're not going to be energized, you're not going to be performing well, you're going to be tired, there is no way that you can bring your best. I don't care what anyone says, you cannot perform at your best. You might perform okay, but you're not performing at your best. You're missing an opportunity to give more. And that's where I come along to optimize people's health and give them that higher performance outcome. So, you know, it's interesting. I know we've kind of shifted from the, uh, the disclosure, the full disclosure or, or not, but I guess how I got to where it is now, it's like I could just say to that person, oh, yeah, well, you know, good luck. Uh, yeah, oh, it's tough. You'll get there. That's what a lot of people say that just achieve mediocre, uh, like mediocrity, uh, mediocre results. Uh, I'll, I'll get there. You know, I'll get there. No, you won't. You will not just get there. You will just keep doing exactly the same thing that you're doing right now. Most people do not fundamentally change, ever. Most don't. Most just keep going from where they are right now. And that could be you right now. I just decided to change. And then I decided that I would condition myself to be obsessed for success. And then understand every element that I need to implement to become successful. Come up with that magic formula And I could move to any industry and be successful because I have an unbelievable work ethic and I've got the fundamentals right for my health and the other areas of success as well in relationship building and so forth. So I can be incredibly resourceful to achieve the outcomes that I need in any any field. Barring some technicality. I'm about to go under a bridge. Could I build a bridge? No. But what I would, I would be resourceful enough to get the bridge built because I would find the best in the business at the right price to build the bridge for me. So I gave him full disclosure because I kind of get sick of listening to people's excuses about why they are where they are and you know, trying to trying to justify to me why they are where they are. It's like I don't care about your excuses. You know, if you want a different outcome, I'll tell you exactly what it is that you need to do. 
But if you can't even be motivated enough to look after your health and inspired enough to, you know, get, improve your body if that's what you want to do, sure, there's a, a growing community of people that are overweight and, um, you know, connect with other overweight people to feel comfort in justifying amongst the community that it's okay to be happy in your body. I'm not about body shaming anyone, but if you are very overweight and you're trying to justify to yourself that, uh, you know, just accepting your body is a great thing to do, what I'm saying is that you're probably not optimizing the opportunity to improve your health and you're just trying to find people that can help you continue to live the lifestyle that you're living and just condition yourself to accept where you are but the reality is you're very unhealthy now I know that may not be popular in what I've just said but it's the reality you know there are so many indicators in an obese person that you are very unhealthy and these are the consequences that you are going to receive in your body and in your life being shortened as a result of being in that position. So, you know, it comes down to your choice whether you want to change that or not. I just decided to change. Um, But focus on your health and the body will come. But sometimes it's, you know, is it the chicken first or the egg? Sometimes it's Uh, What motivates people enough is the pain. And for some people, it's the pain of not liking what they see in the mirror that does it. For some people, it's the the pain of getting that that series of of tests back from the doctor or feeling that pain or knowing that they've got a disease that is enough to motivate them to change. It's maybe different for each and every person. My role is to disclose to you how to be successful, full disclosure, and now the way that I coach, I pretty much give people full disclosure as to why they will not succeed if they keep doing what they're doing. Like in my first session with people, I say to them, well, do you understand why you are not getting the results? And often they'll say no. I'll say, do you think what you're doing at the moment is supporting you to get towards your goal? I say, I'm not really sure. Sometimes they say, I'm not sure. Sometimes they say, yes. Sometimes they say, no, I don't think so. Because, you know, if they're eating infrequently, they're having a lot of uh, fast food and so forth, then most people are pretty intelligent to know that, hmm, that's probably not the best way to achieve the result that I want. But they don't know the solution in between. So that's where I come in to say, well, you just need to do these things and do them consistently. And all the clients I'm working with at the moment are doing so phenomenally well. Um, Like I'm really proud of them uh, because they're listening. They're doing the work. And that's why working with the committed person is what's important for me because I, I want to get people results. And I know they're going to do the work. So that's my thought on disclosure today. Where do you sit on that, the matter? If you'd like to connect with me, you can go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com and opt in for a free consultation. I would love to connect with you and help you 
like this year and next and the next and the next. Your best years yet. If you focus on the improvement element of your life, getting better every day, I'm obsessed with it, then you'll get better outcomes. Simple as that. All right, stay safe, stay healthy, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. And actually, just in closing, I'll give you a PS. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for the support. that I get messages from people all around the world and locally as well uh, asking me about my daughter and, uh, you know, sending their love and best wishes to her. And, uh, you know, they're normally... Normally, it comes from people that have kids and so understand what it would be like to have a child in hospital constantly. So I do thank you uh, for those uh, best wishes. Um, it's, it's greatly appreciated. So um, today, I, when I left her, she was very happy. Um, spent some nice time with her. Um, she appreciates uh, the full disclosure and the, the conversations that I have with her. And, uh, you know, we had a really fun time today. We, we had, uh, you know, some good laughing, laughing time. So anyway, see you tomorrow.